You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Find your spot in Numbers 9 and then go and, uh, to, to Luke 5. We're going to look at both of these passages. We'll start in Numbers 9 and then we'll flip over to Luke 5 and we'll actually stay, stay there and focus on that passage for the rest of the time. Now as you're turning there, I want to mention tonight that uh, the title of the message is... Uh, oh, I haven't dismissed the pastor's pals yet. Let's go ahead and dismiss the children, shall we? When you get a look from uh, Miss Grace, she's, she's looking at me like, you better uh, get, get uh, the pastor's pals going. And so anyway, thankful for uh, a faithful wife who helps me out. But uh, anyway, pastor's pals, you are dismissed. Hope you have a good time there with uh, the Tilleries. Thank you so much. All right. Now tonight, I, I'd like to use an object that we're all familiar with, and uh, we'll keep it on the screens. Not, not yet, fellas, up there, but uh, I'd like to keep a picture up for the whole uh, message, and I'm hoping that it'll, it'll serve as a reminder for us that uh, when we end church tonight, we can carry it with us. Sometimes I, I need some objects, sometimes I need just something simple to help remind me of, uh, of God's Word and, and some promises from God's Word. And so tonight, we're going to uh, use an object, and uh, it's a matter of fact, it's something that uh, without it in our world, uh, it'd just be a little bit more chaotic. I think that uh, things wouldn't be as smooth without this particular device, this wonderful invention. Um, growing up, I, I wasn't used to having one of these in, in my town. As a matter of fact, um, th there, there wasn't uh, anything like it. And, and the reason for that is because uh, we're a small town. Not, I mean, Roanoke Rapids, you may consider it a small town, and, and it is compared to Raleigh and other places. But I tell you what, Orion, Illinois, now that's a small town. You've never heard of it because it's a small town. And so um, we, we never had one of these um, in Orion, Illinois. But uh, I tell you what, where there's more people, these become more and more necessary. It's uh, something to do with traffic. And as a matter of fact, if, if you don't, uh, if you don't uh, use these and you just say, oh, I don't believe in those things, well, unfortunately, you might get e either in a car accident or you might get a ticket. And it's something that helps to regulate traffic. Can anybody guess what that might be? Is it a stoplight? Is that what you call it? I was wondering. I didn't know what we call it around here. Is it a traffic signal or a traffic light, a stoplight? Can, can we all agree on that, a stoplight? Is that, is that what we're going for tonight? Well, good. That's what I titled my message. So there we go. Let's go ahead and put the picture up. And uh, there it is, the blessed stoplight. And uh, I'd like to use this as a reminder and a, a help to us as we go through the message. And I hope you all understand where I'm going uh, once we get there. But a stoplight. Man, life would be a little bit chaotic without these in Roanoke Rapids, would it not? We'd have to be waiting a little bit longer than we want to. Even... I'm just going to admit right now, sometimes I get a little impatient at some red lights. Anybody with me on that? It happens. But the purpose is to regulate the flow of traffic. And there's, help me out now, in a stoplight, there's three lights. There's a, a red light, and then a yellow light, and then a green light. Hey, we know our colors and everything tonight. We're doing well. Now, in Numbers 9, we can start there. It's amazing as we read through, and I've mentioned it before in a, in a past message, but um, as we look at the nation of Israel, they had a stoplight. They had a stoplight that would tell them when to go and when to stop. We find it in Numbers chapter 9. Look with me at verse number 15. 
The Bible says in verse 15, And on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of the testimony. And at evening, at even, even there was upon the tabernacle, as it were, the appearance of fire until the morning. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Skip down to verse 21. And so it was when the cloud abode from even until the morning, and that the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they journeyed. The green light, they went. Whether it was by day or by night that the cloud was taken up, they journeyed. Or whether it were two days or a month or a year. I don't know about you, but a stoplight lasting that long, uh, we might get a little impatient. That the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle, remaining thereon, the children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. But when it was taken up, they journeyed. We know that that was the presence of God. That was the protection of God for the nation of Israel. When that cloud was over the tabernacle, they just, they stayed put. They rested. They were in the red light. But when that cloud was taken up or that pillar of fire by night was taken up off the tabernacle, it was go. It was a green light. And the children of Israel journeyed and followed the Lord wherever he led them. Now let's go over to Luke chapter 5. In Luke chapter 5, we find a passage where Jesus is calling some of his disciples. In Luke chapter 5 and verse number 1, we'll, we'll get there in just a moment here and, and we'll read through it. But I'd like to say in our lives, just like the stoplight, there are different situations that cause us to stop and wait. And these are the red light moments in our life. There are times, there are, uh, times in our life that we must listen and yield ourselves to God's will. These are the yellow light moments in our life. And then there are times and there's opportunities in our lives that God gives to us and we must follow him. And these are the green light moments. And as I look and as I remember the red light and the yellow light and the green light, that's the order, order that will go tonight. And that's our points. If you want to get ahead of me on the outline, red light is point number one. Point number two is yellow light and point number three is green light. But as we look at these lights, we can associate them and we can relate to them as moments in our life. The children of Israel had times where they just had to stop. They weren't journeying. They weren't moving forward. They just waited for the Lord's leading. There were times in the children of Israel's life where God would tell them to do something and they would have to yield to him. That's what the yellow light moment would be. And then there are times when that cloud was lifted up and it was the green light for them to travel. We find the same pattern here in Verse number one of Luke five, the Bible says, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, that's Jesus, to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, that is also the Sea of Galilee, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we've toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, and that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships so that they began to sink. Can you picture that in your mind? When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at all uh, that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. 
And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. We'll find the stoplight in this passage of Scripture, and I'd like to apply what happened to Simon and uh, these soon-to-be disciples in their life. We can, we can really relate to them and understand what they're going through. And then when we understand what they're going through, I think uh, that we could get God's insight on how we should live our life in the red light moments, in the yellow light moments, and in the green light moments. Let's ask God to uh, help us as we get into this message tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd help us uh, with this passage. I pray that, uh, Lord, I I believe you've given me a a simple message tonight, but I, I believe it's something that would help each and every one of us to realize what we ought to do in these different moments of life. And so I pray, God, that you would uh, help me. I pray that you'd help us to receive the message clearly and that we'd be doers of the word and not hearers only. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So number one, red light, what does it mean? Stop, Stop, okay? Red light means stop. And what, what is the tendency? Now let's just picture ourselves. We're in a car. We come up to a red light. And it's not just any red light, but it's a red light that... It's lasting longer than it should. I mean, whoever put this red light there and programmed this red light, they ought to be fired because this light is taking forever. What's the tendency at a red light sometimes? We get impatient. That's the word. The tendency at at a red light, we start to twiddle our thumbs. Um, I know we shouldn't do this, but maybe some of us will be tempted to take out our cell phone and try to pass the time at the red light. I don't know. Answer a text text message. That's that's not legal. Let's not do that. Uh, But at the red light, Man, there are times where we just get a little bit impatient. And there are red light moments in our life as well. As a matter of fact, Simon Peter had a red light moment here. We find it in verse number 2. It says, And and saw Jesus saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. They had stopped fishing. It was done. It was over. Later we find a little bit more detail. They'd been fishing all night long and caught nothing. Do we have any fishermen tonight? Okay, I don't know about you, but uh, it's been a while since I've actually put a pole in the water, and for good reason, because sometimes I'm just not that patient. As a matter of fact, I, I don't think I could stay out all night and catch nothing. Some people say, oh, well, it doesn't matter if you catch anything, it's just the, the leisure of it, and you can just relax as you're fishing. Well, that may be true, but for, uh, for Simon and for his friends here, guess what? That was their livelihood. They depended on the fish to come in. Without the fish, no fish, no money, no income, no bread on the table. And how frustrating it it, it, uh, probably was for Simon here as they're washing their nets after taking all night long and they didn't even catch one single fish. How frustrating to have an unproductive night. They were in a red light moment. They, They had to stop. I mean, nothing was biting. They couldn't get anything. But you know what's amazing here? Jesus saw the two ships. And as, now, he comes from a miracle. Actually, uh, just in the previous chapter in in Luke 4, we find that Jesus heals Simon Peter's mother-in-law. And I don't know if if that was a prayer request of Simon Peter or his wife there to heal his mother-in-law. And I'm not making a joke there. You know, you can laugh, though, if you want to. Um, But uh, we have here that Jesus heals Simon Peter's mother-in-law. She had a fever. She was sick. And... She rose up. She started serving them. It was amazing. And then the people, the fame of Jesus in verse 37, the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. And so there was a large gathering. 
And they just wanted to hear Jesus' words. They wanted to see him do more miracles. The, the people that were sick and the people that had health problems, they, they were coming to Jesus to hopefully be healed by Jesus. And, and so he had this great following that were trying to just get to Jesus and see him and to hear the words that he would speak. And that's where we find in, in Luke chapter 5, he came, it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he's looking and he's trying to think, okay, I need to get to a position, a good vantage point to where I can speak to these people and they can hear me properly. And as he sees those two boats out there fishing, he's, he's waiting. And Simon and, and his brother and, and uh, the, the two sons of Zebedee, they might have thought, hey, we're not catching anything and let's just call it quits. Let's, let's get to shore. Let's start washing our nets. You know, they weren't waiting for Jesus. They didn't even know Jesus was there. But yet Jesus was waiting for them. Isn't it amazing? Sometimes we get so busy in life and, and uh, we can associate that to salvation. And uh, we can say, man, I wasn't looking for Jesus. As a matter of fact, I, I don't want anything to do with Jesus, but he was waiting for me. And he was looking for me and I'm, I'm glad he found me. I'm glad I'm saved tonight. I hope you are. And we find here at this red light moment, surely they were frustrated. But Jesus knew exactly what they were going through. He was waiting for them. He knew the situation. He even knew before Simon Peter said that they had caught nothing. He knew about it. And Jesus was waiting. Jesus was there. Jesus was present in this red light moment. And you may ask yourself the question, well, what in the world am I supposed to do when I'm not supposed to do anything? Maybe you've asked yourself that question, and maybe you've asked the Lord that question. Say, Lord, I, I feel like you're not moving me. I, I, I feel like there's, there's just a spot in my life where... I'm just standing still, and I'm twiddling my thumbs, and I'm getting a little impatient, and I just don't know what to do. It doesn't seem like God is moving me forward in my life to a certain extent of like what to do next for him. And so maybe you've asked the question, what am I, what am I supposed to do in these red light moments? What can I do for God? We find some good answers here in the scriptures in Psalm 46, verse 10. What are we supposed to do when I'm not going anywhere when I'm not doing anything when I'm at the red light? Well, the Bible says in Psalm 46.10, be still. <laughs> you should rest. When, when God is having you at a red light moment, just rest. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. We find also in Psalm 27.14, the Bible says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You know what we can do at the red light moment? Not only can we rest, but we can be of good courage. We can have confidence that if God has you at the red light, he has you there for a purpose. And so we can just be confident in the fact that, well, God knows what he's doing. I, 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 don't, I don't see what he's doing. I don't see how he's moving right now in my life, but I, I know that if I, I just wait and I rest, maybe God is just having me to recuperate a little bit. Maybe God is just having me rest and wait, and while we do that, we can be of good courage and God says, during those red light moments, we can be strengthened as well. He shall strengthen thine heart. I find in Psalm 25, uh, the Bible says unto thee, in verse 1, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. You know what? At the red light moment, don't be ashamed. Oh, hey, uh, hey, brother, hey, sister, what's God doing in your life? Well... 
I, I don't know yet, but I, I know God's going to do something. Don't be ashamed. If God has you waiting, don't be ashamed of that. God knows what he's doing. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways. O Lord, teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. You know, at the red light moments, we can be strengthened. We can be encouraged. We don't have to be ashamed, and we can learn from God. There are times in our life where, hey, if you don't know what to do, the Bible says that uh, we should have a relationship with God. You know what God's revealed will for us is? It's to stay in the Word. It's to, to talk to God. We have a wonderful privilege of prayer. And we ought to just wait and trust God, knowing that He knows what's best for us. I have some circles tonight. Hopefully, uh, these will help us remember. But in those red light moments, let's just wait on God. Let's just be faithful. I don't know what He's doing in your life. But I can tell you one thing. He's in control, and we can trust Him. Well, we find the yellow light. The yellow light, what does that mean? Well, usually in a, on a stoplight, it means, hey, you better start slowing down because it's going to be red. But uh, in the Christian life, sometimes we have it flip-flopped. It says, hey, you're at the red light right now, but hang on. Let's get ready because there's a green light coming. And so the yellow light in, in our lives today is, is yielding to God. You know, it's amazing as, as we go back to this scripture, the Bible says that in verse number three, and he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. I don't think that was a mistake. And prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. You know, Simon Peter, let's just put ourselves in his shoes for a moment. He's tired. He's been fishing all night. He got nothing. And now Jesus is coming to him, and he says, Hey, Simon, could I borrow your boat? Jesus, you don't understand. <laughs> I've been on that boat all night long. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm pretty tired. And I understand that, that you just asked me, and... All right, Lord. And he gives him the boat to where he can thrust out a little from the land and speak to the people. You know, in that red light moment, he had to yield to God. He had to say, You know what? I'll let you have my boat. He had to help out even when he was tired. And we have the, the yielding of God, and we're going to see it just a little bit further now. But yielding to God is obeying God. The yellow light, as a matter of fact, it doesn't appear very long. It's a transitional light. It's the, it's the light that says, hey, the things are, uh, in your life right now are going to be changing. You're going to have to start realizing that, hey, not, not just only in the yellow light moment, but in the green light moment and in the red light moment, you're just going to have to yield to God. As a matter of fact, if you don't yield to God in the red light, uh, he's not going to bring the green light across your way. You've got to yield to God. Yielding to God is submitting to him. Yielding to God is obeying him, making sure that you're following his voice. And if you do that, man, God is going to lead you into places in those green light moments, and it's going to be miraculous and wonderful. But we first have to learn about this yellow light. Slowing down, yielding to him. The yellow light must be acknowledged in both the red light moments, the green light moments, and every moment in between. As a matter of fact, you can't even get to a green light moment until you've learned to yield to God in the red light moments. You know, the tendency, though, in these yellow light moments, in the red light, it was to be impatient, not wanting to wait. In the yellow light moments, you know what it is? Our tendency is it's pride. Lord, are you sure this is what you want? Are you sure 
you want me to start going this way? And it's a yielding to God. Sometimes we think, man, I've been waiting for so long. I think I have a better plan for my life. And we, we don't yield to him. The tendency is pride. As a matter of fact, Jesus then asked Simon Peter not just to, uh, to borrow his ship, but then the Bible says after he had left speaking in verse 4, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Jesus is saying, hey, Simon, um, let's go fishing. We just sat down. You've heard my lesson. You've heard, heard me teach now from your boat. That's a red light moment, having to be patient a little bit. And now, let's go ahead and go fishing. Simon Peter, again, can you imagine the pride, maybe trying to, to pull him into thinking, hey, Jesus, I, I understand that you, you're, you're amazing. You're the master. You, you healed my mother-in-law. But I just spent all night long doing exactly what you just asked me to do now. I think I know what I'm doing. I'm a fisherman. That's my occupation. That's what I do. We, we spent all night doing this, Lord. And now you want me to go back out? We just finished cleaning the nets. Everything's clean. It's put away. I just want to go home. I just want to sleep. Can I get some rest? And this was a moment where Simon Peter had to put aside his pride. And he had to yield to God. The Bible says there, his response. He says, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. And then we have this word. Here's the yielding right here. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. The Bible says, and when they had done this, green light, here it is, the green light moment. They enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. How amazing. So we've gone from the, the red light where we have stopped. We're waiting. We're being of good courage because God knows what he's doing, so we're just going to wait on him. And then we're yielding to God. We're slowing down, and we're just going to be obedient to God's direction in our life, even when it doesn't make sense. As a matter of fact, even when we don't agree. Even when we don't understand, is that a requirement for obedience to God that we have to understand what God's doing? Absolutely not. God only requires one thing, and that's faith. Will you trust me? Here's my instruction. Will you trust me? Will you yield to me? Will you obey? Even when you don't think it's the best decision for you? And then once you do, hallelujah, the green light comes. And that green light, it's amazing what God does in the green light moments but unfortunately, what's our tendency in the green light moment? Let's think about it for a moment. We're at the stoplight. It's been red for a long time. We've experienced the impatience. And now the green light has come, and you notice the car in front of you has this sign that's on the top of the car, and it says, student driver. And when that light turns from red to green... You know what the car in front of you does? Nothing. <laughs> you know why? Because they're nervous. It's their first time driving. Does that green light really mean go? I mean, does it really mean go? Is it safe to enter? I'm the, I'm the first one. I mean, I'm leading the pack. Are, are, am I supposed to go like right away? Do I need to look both directions first? And we start to hesitate, right? That student driver, and, and uh, praise the Lord, the Lord gives us more patience when he puts us behind some student drivers, and, and maybe he does that for a reason, okay? But the tendency, 
And it's amazing, we, we would think Simon Peter, just obey. Simon Peter, just do what Jesus is saying because he's gonna do some amazing, miraculous things in your life, just listen. But God is doing the same thing in our life and he's saying, hey, you've been in the red light. You've been waiting for me to move. You've been waiting for me to work in your life. And now the yellow light has come. You're, you've learned to yield to me. And now, hey, guess what? The green light is there. Go, 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 go. What are you waiting for? Just go. The green light is here. And what do we do? Lord, are you sure? That's another P word is procrastinate. Okay. Okay. I, I, I really know that God wants me to do this, but... I'm just a little bit nervous about it. And we start to procrastinate just like the student driver does at the green light. Pro procrastination, unfortunately, it's a delaying to obey. My children know something about that. Procrastination reveals a lack of complete faith. It's questioning the command. It's, all right, Lord, I, I know you want me to do this, but it's a little bit out, outside of my comfort zone, so I'm going to do this first and then I'll go do what you gave me a green light on sometimes it's just laziness and I don't know what it is for you but let's fight the temptation to procrastinate when God gives you a green light go do it God's given us some amazing green lights in scripture and we're going to look at those in a moment but the Bible says here in Ephesians 3:20. look at this it says now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all the ages, world without end. Amen. What a wonderful passage of scripture. As a matter of fact, Simon experienced the incredible, exceeding abundantly above all that, that we ask or think. He experienced that personally. Man, Jesus did a miraculous thing. As we go into our imagination and we start to think, how in the world? Can, can one net bring in so much fish to where it's overloading both of the ships to where they are sinking? I mean, that is a blessing. That is your cup is running over. That is God is meeting your need and exceeding your need. And it's amazing. I, I couldn't even fathom what God did here, but I obeyed and look what God did in my life. And we can experience those green light moments as well, but it takes yielding to God first. It takes the obedience. It takes saying, God, I'll just listen to your voice. I'll listen to you. Yes, I will. So we can experience those green light moments. What exciting times to be a part of when God is blessing in that capacity. I wish I was one of Simon's partners during that fishing expedition. Man, being a part of something like that, amazing. But you know what? God is doing exactly that in our lives today. As a matter of fact, Victory Baptist Church, God is blessing us in a way that we never thought was possible. You go back in the, the last several years, man, God is doing a great work here. And guess what? We're a part of it. We get to be a part of what God is doing here at Victory Baptist Church. You get to be a part of what God is doing in your life personally. And you can experience those wonderful green light moments where God doesn't just meet your need. He exceeds it. And he leads you in, in ways that, that you never thought was possible. And he uses you in ways that you never thought were possible. God can do it, but we must yield to him. There's some go moments in scripture. We find it in Mark 16, 15. I think we all know this one. And he, Jesus, said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We have the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, 37. He said, Jesus said unto him, He that showed mercy on him was the one. And, and then Jesus said unto him, Go and do thou likewise. 
We ought to love our neighbor. Just go and do it. Acts 8, 29, there is a go moment for Philip. The, the Spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to his chariot. That was the Ethiopian eunuch reading Isaiah. He didn't understand what he was reading, and Philip led him to the Lord. He got saved and immediately got baptized. What a wonderful moment for Philip to be a part of. In Acts 10, verse 19, the Bible says, while Peter thought on the vision. That was the vision of those unclean animals uh, being let down, how uh, the gospel isn't just for the Jews, but it's also for the Gentiles. The Bible says, while Peter thought on the vision, the spirit said unto him, behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them. Go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. When God gives you the green light, we don't have to doubt. We can just trust and go forward in that green light, knowing that God is going to take care of us. I'm going to end uh, in just a moment, but I have uh, one illustration, and I'm sorry, I, I just have to do it. I have to talk about food tonight, and we're, we're getting close to the end of it, so you might as well just be okay with it and, and whet your appetite for whatever you're going to eat tonight after church. But uh, I've mentioned it before in church. Uh, we've, we've gone to a place. Uh, I've personally gone to a place. I want to take my wife there um, uh, one of these days here. But uh, I remember I took my groomsmen uh, when we were... Uh, out in California, it was right before our wedding, and took uh, my dad and my grandpa and our, uh, the, the groomsmen, and we went to a Brazilian steakhouse called Fogo de Chao. Anybody ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? Well, at that Brazilian steakhouse, I don't know if they do it everywhere, but they have these coasters. And at first, you're kind of like, okay, that's, that's kind of interesting. And uh, if you've never been there before, then the, the waiter explains to you what the coaster is for. And the coaster, it has a green side, and it has a red side on it. And if you've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, the green side means bring on the food. And the red side means, wait a minute, I'm going to take a break. And so I remember eating there for the first time and I thought, man, just, just leave it on. I mean, I'm hungry. I could eat a horse right now. Let's just keep that green coaster going. And so they would start bringing out these, this food on these big swords, like the big skewers, and they would shave off uh, the, the, the ribeye and the the bacon wrap filet mignon and, and the parmesan crusted pork chops. I mean, good night. It was, it was amazing. I never thought these combinations were ever possible. And yet they brought it out and, and it was so good. And they'd, you'd fill up your plate with all this meat. I mean, if you don't like meat, don't go to a, a Brazilian steakhouse because that's what they have. And uh, so we ate and then you get a little full. So you say, oh, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to put on that red light for a little bit or the, the, the red coaster. And then uh, you take a breather, let it seep into the cracks a little bit, and then you're ready to go again, and, uh, and you turn it to the green. But you know what's amazing is that just comes and comes and comes. It, you can get how much meat you want, and uh, you just keep that green light going. And you know what's amazing about that as we try to bring it back to our thought tonight? When the green light is on, God is going to keep blessing and blessing and blessing. And even in the red light moments... God is going to bless. You may not see it, but it requires the yellow light of yielding to him in the red light moments and in the green light moments. I wonder for you tonight, which light are you in? What is God doing in your life? If you don't, if you don't feel like he's doing anything, just, just hold on. Just stay faithful to him. He's going to carry you through whatever moment you're in. You know what's amazing? Jesus did this miracle. Simon Peter responds how we all should respond. 
He saw Jesus for who he is. And when we see Jesus for who he is, we also see ourselves for who we are. <laughs> Depart from me. I'm a sinful man, Lord. And when we humble ourselves to that extent, you know, God is going to use you in incredible ways. The Bible says then in verse number 11, and we'll close with this, but in verse number 11, when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Would you follow me in this one thought and then we'll be done. Do you realize tonight that them forsaking all, A-L-L, and following Jesus, they not only forsook their ships, they not only forsook the nets, they not only forsook their occupation, but they also forsook all of those fishes that they just got. You know, we, we think logically, oh, logically, here, let's see, we just saw a miracle happen. God just gave us all these fish. Did you know that we could go to the fish market and we could sell all these fish and we could be living high on the hog for the rest of our lives? This is amazing. But they saw something even better than living a life of comfort and luxury. And that was following the Lord. And the truth from that is this. You have to stop some things in your life in order to follow the Lord. There are some things that you're going to have to put a stop to. Oh, but, but it's my livelihood, but I depend on this. Well, that's the problem. Because we shouldn't be depending on something. We should be depending on someone. And so when you forsake all and follow him, it's, it's a commitment for sure. But we have to trust him. The red light moments, the yellow light moments, the green light moments. What is God showing you in your heart tonight that you have to leave behind in order to follow his will, his plan for your life? Trust God in the red light moments when you're tempted to become impatient. Trust God in the yellow light moments when you're tempted to do your own thing. And trust God in the green light when you are tempted to hesitate to move forward. Just trust. Follow God. And he's going to bless you beyond what you could ever think. Just trust him. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.